Welcome back to another episode of Building a Culture of Collaboration. And today we're going to talk about why an intentional agenda and notes document is so critically important. We've had experiences where we go into team meetings and in the ones where we've gone in without a clear agenda, um, where it's a blank page where we'll take some notes, we've found that it strays. We, we don't have the productivity and efficiency that we do when there is an intentional agenda in place. So in this episode, we're going to talk about why an intentional agenda and notes document matters. We're going to share 10 considerations when designing or putting together that agenda for your teams. And then we are going to share two significant shifts that will dramatically impact your culture of collaboration through your agenda. So with that, let's get started. Intentional and purposeful focus on building a culture of collaboration is the secret for leaders striving to make a difference. In building a culture of collaboration, Curtis and Lorna Hewson will share simple tips, ideas, and strategies to take your organization's collaborative efforts to the next level. When we think about an intentional agenda, notes document, we often share, don't make them separate, that there's an agenda over here mm. and then our notes document is somewhere else, put them together. And when we do that, we can really ensure alignment between where are we going within our meeting with intention and, and uh, predictability. But what are some of the other reasons why that intentional design of the agenda and note document is so important for our teams? Mm -hmm. So we want to make sure that uh, that documentation that we're doing helps us to be focused mm -hmm. and really uh, thinking about the purpose of your time together. And um, and when we use a, a really established intentional agenda, it allows us to both guide the process that you're working through and also the areas or the topics of your meeting mm -hmm. that you're trying to accomplish. Well, I think too, I've often talked with teams about an agenda, especially if it's a team that meets frequently for a particular purpose, mm -hmm. when I can come and I know what this sequencing, yeah. let's say, of where we're going to go in our conversation. When I create predictability, that really contributes to the safety within the team, which then can heighten vulnerability that I, I, I feel safe because it's predictable. I know what's coming. I think the other thing that's really important too is it creates clarity for us and it's shared clarity that as a team we can now really focus in on the solutions, the innovative thinking mm -hmm. rather than well how much longer are we going to talk about this particular yeah. thing or where are we going next or I, I don't quite know what the end goal is for the time that we're spending together. Mm -hmm. I think that um, predictability and the safety that predictability encourages mm -hmm. is just thinking about what are the core components of your agenda that you're that you're working through and for every meeting there there might be things that of course there are different things that you're yeah, going to be discussing but it might even be uh, as simple as you know the first part of our meeting is focused on introductions the second part is celebrations we're going to talk about that yeah. in a minute um the third part is our items for discussion 
discussion, or perhaps there's a, an opportunity to review, review what you've done before, yep. then your items of discussion, and then your conclusion. And even when you think about, you know, those very simple and broad areas, it still gives you a structure to move through so that everyone coming to the meeting knows that those five things you're going to move through every time that we come together. That this is what we're trying to accomplish. Okay, so let's break down 10 considerations when it comes to creating that agenda. So the first one that we talk about often is clarity of purpose. Right at the very top of the agenda, why are we meeting? And this is not about a, a summary of our agenda items, but what is the purpose of this time together? So when we meet with our engagement team, for instance, we want right at the top, this is why the engagement team meets and this is what we try to accomplish on a regular basis. We've worked with uh, a number of organizations where they'll have right at the very top three bullet points of what, what it is that we try and do. We actually in our organization, uh, one of our prior structures that we had was meeting with a key leadership team and sometimes we'd meet and the purpose was X. Another time we'd meet and the purpose was why we had two different scenarios that mm -hmm. we were meeting under and at the top it helped us tremendously to say when we come together for this purpose once a month this is what we're trying to accomplish yeah and in addition to that then sometimes we have other resources mm -hmm. and templates that we might be using uh, for that particular purpose so creating a table in your agenda that allows us to list the number of resources that we might be accessing throughout mm. our so time that's our second our consideration discussion. second consideration is what are key docs or resources that we might have to access during the conversation what would we say is the third one that we'd want to be able to build in so we often talk about norms and how critical the norms are mm -hmm. in establishing your time together and really creating that culture of collaboration through your norms. So how do you establish norms at the beginning of, uh, you know, a team engaging in the right. work and then uh, listing those norms on your agenda to make sure that you are attending to them and that you're really focusing in on these are the things that we have uh, agreed uh, that really help us to work together, help us to collaborate mm -hmm. effectively together, and that uh, really everyone's voice is determined through those norms or is visualized through those norms. And I think if in the agenda then we can indicate those norms, but then each time we come together, let's indicate one that we'll focus in on today. This is one that we'll practice, or this is last time we met, we strayed away from this. So today let's focus in on that one. So I think that then relates to our fourth consideration, and that is the use of tables. And you've, you've referenced this yeah. already a little bit. Tables and cells to organize and build our agenda. Um, we found it to be really effective when in one cell can be our norms, and then right beside it is a cell that says, which one are we going to practice and how? How are we going to do that? Maybe we've said that one of our norms is we'll be solutions oriented. So today we're going to practice that one by keeping track of how many times we 
use the words what if mm -hmm. in our conversations and someone's going to be responsible for tracking that and then next meeting we're going to focus on that norm again and see if we have more what ifs that came out the solutions oriented mm -hmm. so right in the agenda being able to indicate which one are we practicing becomes important but when we have the tables everything listed in tables it almost reassures that we have a consistent process coming together so i think we're going to reference the tables and the cells within the design of that agenda as we go through and when we think about uh the norms as well it really allows us to have that accountability piece mm -hmm. too when someone is not adhering to the norms uh with your time together then you have that reference to be able to go back to have conversations about you know we agreed that this is yeah. what it's going to look like so let's talk about what's actually happening so it really gives you that foundation of bringing everyone into that culture of collaboration so um we'll keep referencing that that table idea as we go through the fifth thing then i think would be the identification of roles making it very clear in the agenda, who do we intend to facilitate today? Who's going to be tracking time? Who's going to be uh, recording? And we're gonna talk a little bit about that recording piece here at the end of this episode, making that really clear. And then we have seen teams that infuse different roles based on the purpose of the meeting mm -hmm. that can help. One of the things we're envisioning within our own organization next year is we're going to make a role within our engagement team of someone who's going to be the data checker. I don't know what we'll call that yet, but <laughs> somebody that for each topic that we're talking about that is referencing the related data as part of the conversation. And it'll be their job to interject and say, hey, did anyone note in the data we've seen this increase or we've seen this decline that might inform the conversation that we're having so making it really clear the roles with within that agenda i think is super important well and understanding that uh, you know your your critical roles that you need to ensure are always part of every meeting is of course your who's facilitating yep. who is keeping your records or your notes and then a timekeeper we would always say that a timekeeper is important to make sure that as you move through the agenda the times that you have dedicated to different components of your agenda are going to be adhered to so there's number six being <laughs> able to have clear time allocations built in now this does not have to be mechanical and it may be that we've intended to take 10 minutes for this particular conversation we reach 10 minutes and go okay do we need a few more minutes uh, do we make adjustments but we find that that's something that a keeps us succinct and on track mm -hmm. but also b really helps us honor the we intend to finish at this time i think all of us have had experiences where that's not clear and all of a sudden a conversation I've come into that I thought was going to be 45 minutes turns into 90 or in our experience the after school meeting that is oh my goodness it's almost six o'clock and we're still here at this time the, the time allocations are really important on that agenda yeah for sure. okay so if we went into then number seven celebrations and we've done a whole podcast episode <laughs> on the celebrations specifically but putting them right in the agenda matters, but let's describe why it shouldn't just be a space that says celebrations and then 
empty space where we can take notes of the celebrations, what is something we should be doing specifically? And again, the use of tables helps us tremendously. So we attend to celebrations because we want to set the tone for our meeting yeah. and uh, wanting to be able to start off, start off on that positive note. But even more important to that is that we have an opportunity to reflect on what has been happening and what has been even more positively on, yeah. on what's been working. But we move to the question of why. Why has that success um, happened? Mm -hmm. And what are the things that have contributed to that success? Because we want to identify the successful strategies that are currently being used. And perhaps there are things that could be used in other situations mm -hmm. or circumstances. So right in that agenda, being able to have the two columns within the table of celebration and why. What did we do that led to that? Eighth thing then would be to have clear elements of action within it. So again, within that table format of the agenda, and we'll make sure in the show notes and in the YouTube description to post a couple samples yeah, you so that people can see what this looks like. But I think within that action component, being able to write clearly in that note-taking document have what are the actions, who's responsible, and a timeline mm -hmm. put right to it that every piece of our conversation should always have the, but what are we doing as a result of this topic? You, How many times have, have you been in meetings, and I certainly have, uh -huh. where we've spent two hours and at the end of that time together, we walk away and then go, well, that was a great discussion, Yeah. but uh, nobody really committed to anything. So this, this is really critical to the, tying back to the purpose of your time together in your mm -hmm. meeting is that we want to be able to clearly identify how are we moving forward, who is responsible for taking on specific tasks, and uh, and as you mentioned, putting a timeline to it too, so that we can come back to those actions mm -hmm. that have been clearly identified and determine whether we've been able to accomplish and where we are in our journey. And it may be, again, based on the type of meeting that we're having, the purpose, one of our key agenda items might be review from last time mm -hmm. where now it becomes really clear to say did you accomplish this what did how did that go what did that look like um, and we've seen some schools or schools organizations as well that integrate it right into their um, celebrations process as well well, and that becomes part of that predictability, too, mm -hmm. that, you know, on our agenda, we have our actions clearly identified. And then on our next agenda, there is a component of reviewing those actions from your previous. Yeah. So it becomes that tie over. And again, thinking about doing all of that in one page where your agenda and your notes are together, then uh, it becomes that easy. You know, we'll just go back to the last meeting that mm -hmm. we had check to see what actions have been done and then move on from there okay so the ninth consideration and this one obviously seems very very simple but we've seen some teams that that skip it over but being able to determine right in the notes when are we meeting again mm -hmm. when's our next yeah. step and we always have within our team um agenda and notes document the last cell is next meeting date and 
we determine it, or there may be who's going to send out the um, request for dates uh, if we're not setting it right at this time, but making it really clear of when do we come back again and having that established. So that's our ninth. Our tenth is being able to, within the agenda, have when is the space when we will close our meeting. And part of that closure is just that review. Mm -hmm. Review yeah. of does everyone understand the, their takeaways, what they're doing? And there's a number of ways that you can do that kind of summarizing your meeting. One can be just merely going back over the actions to make sure everyone understands um, who is taking away what. Mm -hmm. Or it might even be around uh, the room where everyone... I was just going to say that. <laughs> everyone has an opportunity to make that last statement or make that last consideration as we summarize our meeting together. Well, and I think that's one thing that we've learned and tried to um, utilize in each and every meeting that we're in is trying to get voice as soon as possible in the meeting, which is why celebrations yeah. are a great way to start Contribute that to off that. and mm. trying to get voice at the end, which is why a quick review or summary. Uh, we just came out of a meeting earlier today where we just went around and just each person share out one thing that they're excited about for us moving forward. Um, but again, getting that voice and making it intentional in the agenda design so so important so and, and again those are the things that uh contribute to developing your culture of collaboration absolutely so we've shared with you 10 considerations now we want to talk about two shifts that can have a tremendous impact on forward movement in your strategic planning but as well as that building of psychological safety in that culture as you discuss so one of the things that we've done within our own organization is whenever we possibly can agenda topics having direct linkages to our strategic plan so for instance we have within our plan three primary goals that we have as an organization mm -hmm. within each one of those goals there's strategies and then we have clear action action lines that we take so when we in our meeting are going to discuss this we actually put right in there and this discussion directly links to goal one strategy two um number four key action so that there's really really direct linkage to this meeting has direct alignment to the strategic plan that we've set forth and that we're trying to ensure that each and every conversation is about moving forward the organization or the team in a very intentional way. And it allows us to connect those pieces in a very, in a very clear way. Thinking about, you know, we often develop our strategic plan at the beginning of a year or, you know, the beginning of a, a new segment of uh, initiatives Quarter, moving yeah, forward. Yeah. And uh, we develop that strategic plan and sometimes it doesn't become so directly linked to the action and the conversations that you're having Down that it becomes that develop it and then come back and review it six months later yeah. <laughs> and or, determine whether you actually have made movement. Yeah, or, not. or it rests at the at the feet of one individual within the team. Uh, you know, it's the leader has the strat plan somewhere, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But 
So actually how do we actually evidence that we are making movement on those uh, key actions that we've identified that are important to our work yeah. going forward? So being able to clearly identify how do our conversations in our time together actually help to drive our strategic plan. The beauty of this too is in the design of that agenda, if we can't find the direct link, it's probably going to beg two questions. First off, is this something that we want to devote time to if it's not directly linked to things that we're trying to do to move us forward? Or if the answer to this is absolutely this is going to help us move forward, does it indicate that we need to... Something's missing. Something's from our missing plan. out of yeah. our plan. Or why are we doing this? Right. Why are we having this conversation? <laughs> Absolutely. So, and I think the other shift that we've seen in relation to the agenda or notes document is the collaborative tools that we have where everyone's accessing a document, adding to it, powerful for sure. But we have seen, especially when teams are meeting in person, if that's the case, it becomes far too easy to focus on my screen mm -hmm. rather than focus on the individuals in the room. And we know a huge contributing factor to psychological safety is the feeling that I'm being heard and that others are listening attentively. We also know, and I've been guilty of it too, that if I've got the agenda and notes right in front of me and we're adding to it, it's easy to see an email bing in and Maybe I'll check that for a second. Or this part of the conversation, uh, it's not really pertaining so I can do something else. We find that if as a team, if possible in the physical space that you're in, to project your notes up onto a, a whiteboard, a, a mirrored TV screen, something, it does a couple of things. First off, it um, gives us a focal point mm -hmm. that we have in our conversation, but it also allows us to close down yeah. the the tech other than the person who's taking the notes and we're going to talk about why one person taking notes may not actually be the most effective mm -hmm. for us it uh it does really allow us to be present yeah for to, sure to engage when that is up centrally and the, the rest of us may not need to be in the notes or agenda mm -hmm. document ourselves and being able to remove those distractions by closing your laptop and you can see on that projection the notes that are being recorded and if mm -hmm. there's anything that you need adjustments or additions to then you can ask the recorder to do that and then everyone hears um, what those thoughts are moving and forward. one set of notes so when we talk about the recorder, we have seen a number of organizations now being able to say in this meeting, Lorna is our primary recorder, but Curtis is secondary. And that allows that when Lorna has something to say to contribute, I can capture within the notes if that's appropriate, or it just allows that you don't have to be so focused on capturing the conversation that you can engage in it as well. So whenever possible, being able to have that in place as well. Which also reinforces, and we've talked about this in other podcasts before too, but reinforces the the idea that it is important to establish those roles mm -hmm. and that it's it's never a good idea for one person to do everything. Absolutely. So for one person to be facilitator, note keeper, and timekeeper at the same time yeah. because 
it's really hard to be able to contribute effectively, but also to attend to what's happening in that meeting. So just being able to really share out those roles. So with that, we hope we've given you some thoughts and considerations when you're designing or building your agenda for your next team meeting, or maybe it's a recurring agenda that's used over and over for teams. Hopefully you've had something to take away. We would love if you would reach out, if you have any questions, or even better, if you have samples to be able to share. This is how we structure our teams, and we found this to be really effective. Please add any thoughts or comments. Um, through through email to us or through the comments if you are watching this on youtube please leave a review um, notes anything to uh to engage back with us thank you so much and we hope this helps to contribute once again to building that culture of collaboration in your organization take care see you soon for more on collaborative response visit jigsawlearning.ca or join the JL Insider to receive access to newly added resources and content. Make sure to follow us on social media. Subscribe to the podcast and the Jigsaw Learning YouTube channel to access past and upcoming episodes. Join us again as we continue to share tips, ideas, and strategies to help you continue to refine your culture of collaboration.